This is Road Trip Branson. I'm your host, Rebecca Schlau. This is episode six. We're going to talk about spring break in Branson and some news. Before we get into all the activities and tips for spring break in Branson, I want to go over a few news stories that have come out over the last several months. Let's start with some Silver Dollar City news. Unfortunately, my favorite ride at Silver Dollar City, the Lost River, is shut down. It is no more. It is now covered by a bunch of construction fences, but apparently they're going to build something there. They've stated that it's going to be something massive, and it's going to be done in 2020, just in time for the 60th anniversary of Silver Dollar City. We're going to find more out about this project in August, so I cannot wait to see what they're going to be doing. I'm just really hoping they put some other sort of water ride to make up for the Lost River closing, because the Lost River was such a classic, and I know lots of people are very disappointed So am I, but I also trust that Silver Dollar City knows what they're doing. So, fingers crossed. A new aquarium is coming to Branson, if you haven't already heard. It's Aquarium at the Boardwalk, and this is right off of the busy 76, where you see the old Grand Palace Theater. Which I'm really excited about this project, because that Grand Palace Theater has been shut down for so many years, and it's such an eyesore. And it's kind of sad because I remember going to see shows in that theater. And so just seeing it there all dilapidated and just closed up, it just kind of breaks my heart. So I'm glad they're going to go ahead and get started with this aquarium project. Now, not everyone is thrilled about this project. However, I have kids, so I'm ecstatic that they're going to build this crazy looking aquarium in Branson. It's one of those that's owned by one of those companies that does like the Hollywood Wax Museum up there. That's the presentation of the building is just ridiculously ornate. Um, This building, the aquarium, will have a large octopus. Uh, Lots of other features and I think the aquarium, the people doing the the advertising for it or the marketing for it mentioned that there's going to be more to do than just the aquarium inside. So there's going to be little attractions in there. So it's going to be fun and it's needed. Y'all, that area needed a facelift. So I'm actually pretty excited about it. This project is also scheduled to open in 2020. The Ride the Ducks building is shutting down and it's going to reopen with a new activity center. It's going to be called Top Ops. Now it's owned by the same people, the Ridley's Believe It or Not people. They're going to rebuild it and revamp this area to be more of uh, things for, I don't know, kids and adults to do, like a little fun park where it's going to be like an interactive outdoor maze, indoor laser tag. They're going to offer first responders and military a discount for entering. They're also donating a ton of money. I'm assuming they have lots of lawsuits from the tragic duck accident of last year which I don't really want to get into because it makes me sad but you are capable of looking that up on 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 your own this is the new top ops fun 
I don't even know what you would call it. It's like an activity zone, a fun park. I don't know. Um, it's going to open in late May of this year, 2019. People who've been going to Branson for some time have probably heard the name Yakov Smirnov. He plans to build Yakov Towers, which is going to be a new retirement community and assisted living facility. And then he's also going to build an upscale hotel and a 500-seat theater on his 18-acre property. I'm assuming he's just going to tear down his old building. I'm not real sure. I, I, I didn't look too far into this. I didn't dig too much. But I think this is great. I mean, when I get old, living in Branson with all the shows and stuff, I'm sure that's going to be amazing. And I'm excited to see what the upscale hotel will look like in Branson. So that will be interesting. Back on to some Silver Dollar City news. Those who haven't heard, um, some of this news got released several months ago, so I may not be breaking new ground here, but there's going to be some new things that are coming to Silver Dollar City later this year, and I don't mean like rides, but more shows. There is going to be Ruben's Swashbuckling Adventure, which is a Broadway-style show with lots of special effects. I'm assuming this is going to be more of a pirate show, but it sounds pretty interesting. They've invested, I think, like $1 million into it, so it's kind of a big deal. They're also going to have Phoenix Fire, uh, kind of like a Cirque du Soleil. Well, they don't call it Cirque du Soleil. They call it Cirque Unique. They're going to have one of those style shows down there at Silver Dollar City. Um, there's going to be the new festival this fall, which I'm really excited about. If you are on Facebook or you've ever looked at Branson, you've probably seen some Silver Dollar City uh, drawings pop up of the all the pumpkins they're going to have this year, which I think is fantastic. It's such a good idea to go ahead and start offering new things in the fall at Silver Dollar City because it is becoming more and more popular and more and more people are going. We need some, we need some pumpkins. We need some Halloween stuff. Uh, they've invested a lot of money in making it look spectacular for the holiday. And I can only imagine it's going to continue to grow where I'm not going to be surprised as if 10 years from now, there is a huge, big, big, big deal with Halloween and fall down there at Silver Dollar City. Because I know Christmas is a huge deal, but it's only a matter of time before Halloween decor catches on and is even bigger and better. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what that looks like this fall. Now let's move on to spring break 2019 in Branson. Now most of my friends in Arkansas, they've already encountered their spring break trip. So I'm going to talk probably more for people planning spring breaks in the future. So spring break 2020 or maybe there are some listeners who haven't gone on spring break yet or who want to go but also keep in mind all of the things that I'm going to discuss for a spring break trip these things are offered all year round so a lot of them most of them I've already touched on in some capacity throughout the the podcast but I just want to give everybody some ideas on what to do what not to do um, just from my own past experience and also some experience of my friends let's start with Silver Dollar City of course it's the thing I think most people think about or, or plan to, to see on spring break when you have kids. And I'm going to be talking more about a spring break trip with kids, of, of course, because that's 
you know, that's my life. That's what I know. And so spring break would and always does include a lot of activities, you know, things that the kids want to do. And Silver Dollar City is, of course, one of the best places to go for a theme park and attractions and fun stuff. The big problem with Silver Dollar City and spring break is it's a very high traffic time. I believe it only opens maybe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I think Monday and Tuesday it may even be closed on spring break. So you're going to have an influx of people, more people than normal. More and more people are coming to Branson for their vacations. It is booming. Silver Dollar City is going to have to do something real, you know, real soon in the near future because it is becoming overly populated, overly busy, and it's causing people to not want to go or they just can't go, and it's actually making people miserable. So spring break at Silver Dollar City was kind of a mess. Now, if you did it right, those of you, um, you you'll know if you did it right, uh, those of you who did it right still still probably had a good time, but those of you who didn't plan it out as well probably suffered a little bit in a lot of lines and didn't have as good of a time. Now keep in mind, a lot of my friends have gone to spring break in you know spring break at Silver City before, and so it hasn't ever been a big deal. But things have changed. Its popularity has boomed. It's not like it used to be. So 10 years ago, you could have gone to spring break at Silver Dollar City and it would have been amazing. The weather would have been great and you would have had some lines, but not huge lines. Nowadays, you're going to have to wait in a huge line to get into the park, a huge line to catch a tram to get into the park, a huge line just getting through the turnstiles to give people your tickets. Or, I mean, if you didn't get tickets, oh my goodness, I don't even... No, then you'll have to wait in line to get a ticket and then wait in line to give the ticket. Then you'll have to wait in line just to get through the dang store up at the top of the hill just to get into the park. It would be a lot of waiting. Except the tip number one, which I give to all theme parks and anyone planning any adventure, any time, at any sort of park, is go early. And y'all, I don't mean 30 minutes early before park opening. I mean, you need to go ahead and plan to be inside Silver Dollar City inside ticket punch and everything an hour before that park opens which means you may need to leave your hotel in Branson to drive across town in Branson two hours early so if the park opens at nine I recommend you leaving your hotel by seven and I'm serious y'all y'all need to leave early this is a huge busy time if you want to get inside the gates and you don't want to wait in lines you know, really hardcore lines, even before you get in line for the rides, you need to get there early. You need to beat the rush. If you start getting there 30 minutes before park openings, maybe even an hour before park openings, guess what? You are too late. You're going to be stuck in the traffic and it is an unforgiving traffic. It It is miserable. And take it from someone who knows, um, I'm someone who used to go to Branson as a kid and we never experienced any sort of situation like this. I mean, we had some traffic, but it was never traffic like this, y'all. It's crazy. So if you don't end up getting on the road two hours before park openings, I'd really avoid it. I, I don't know that I would even go. 
if I did want to venture to Silver Dollar City, like it, it had had to happen, then I would wait just a few hours before park closing. I would not try to go in the morning. I would not try to go at noon. I would try to go in later afternoon. That'd be the only way I could actually get in without having to wait in a huge line once people actually started leaving the park for the day. But y'all, it is a mess. I try to get there early. We like doing the preferred parking, which still is kind of far away. There is a trolley or a tram, but since we have that huge double stroller, we always end up walking. We don't like catching the trolley. I, I prefer to park, get out, and start walking. I don't want to wait for a trolley. And even though sometimes the trolleys or trams may beat me, that's okay. We are a huge mess of kids and, and parents. So I prefer just walking straight there if I can get in preferred parking. Now, if the preferred parking line is crazy long, I say forget it. And my husband and I, we, we walk our rears right on up that big old hill. We get our exercise in. We're also physically capable of doing that, so it's easy for us to say. Those who have any sort of physical limitations who aren't healthy, I would definitely recommend taking the tram, which would be quicker and probably easier. But we walk no matter where we go. And if we want to get a good parking spot where we can actually walk to, we better get there early. Now, once you get in there early, you'll still have to wait in some lines if you haven't gotten your tickets already, um, which is a no-no. Try to get your tickets ahead of time. You can order them online. You can go to their website. You can reserve them. There's also some ticket kiosks. Um, I know that, you know, we are typically season pass holders, so we already have that in hand. But then, you know, there's always, always a line just to get through the turnstiles, and you have to go through a bag check. So just... Remember, once you get in the line for bag check, get everything open. They will want you to unzip everything, and it is a real inconvenience, but it's a good inconvenience because they are trying to keep us safe, and it's a mess of people. When you get in the line, they will ask you dates of birth. They will look at your driver's license and compare it to season passes, and those of you who are season pass holders who give your tickets out, they will catch those people. You you got to be with with your season pass holder to be able to use their guest passes. They're pretty strict on things. They're even going to ask your kids, even the young ones, what their birthdays are. So now, of course, my my five-year-old still has a little trouble even knowing what her birthday is, and they don't say anything, but they are going to ask the questions. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to scrutinize every detail of your season pass or your ticket, but they're not just going to let you in just because you happen to have a rando guest pass from your sister's cousin's brother-in-law you know you better you better be with those people to get in so once you get into the park um you have a great option like before park opens let's say the park itself is not open but you can go inside you can kind of go on the the main hub area there is a bakery to your left as you're walking in which makes fresh cinnamon rolls fresh pastries that would be a great time like, let's say it's around 8 o'clock in the morning, park opens at 9. It'd be a great time to go in there and have a little breakfast if you haven't had a chance to have it already or watch them make some of their pastries and cinnamon rolls. That can be fun. That's an activity I like to do anyway, even if the park was completely open. It's fun just to go in there and watch them bake. Um, the kids always want snacks and cupcakes and things, so it might be a little too early, but it's fun to go in there and watch, and it smells divine. I also, at that point, like, well, we have to go in that big store to cross into the hub area. 
So I usually do a little shopping in there before park opens. I like to go, once I'm going through that shop area, I'll have the Marvel Cave entrance to my right, which isn't open yet. And then to my left, there's some more shop, shopping areas with shirts and souvenirs and things like that. I'll go to the very back of that section and that's where the openings to some of the bathrooms are, but also that's where the clearance rack is. And I like to hit that clearance rack. Also, I like to hit this area if it is a cold day and I'm unprepared or a rainy day and I'm unprepared. They'll have beach towels, long sleeve shirts, sweaters, and a lot of times I can get a discount because I shop the clearance and the people who work there are so sweet. So I like to do a little shopping. This is also a good time to go check out some of the food carts or food vendors you know, you'll still be able to find some coffee you'll still be able to do a little bit of light shopping just in that hub area they're going to have some performers that are perform performing for you before the park opening some singers um, they may have um, people talking and they may even have the uh, some you know all these photo opportunities ready for you there at the the front and those are good things to get out of the way before the park opens because even though these are photo opportunities, you know, little backdrops, um, sometimes there's a line for them. So if you can go ahead and get those done before you're even allowed to get in line for rides, that's a, that's a great investment of your time. Now keep in mind, I'm assuming you're going to be there by 8 a.m. Those of you who are not there by 8 a.m. or inside that park by 8.30, whew, I mean, I do not envy y'all. So I would advise you to get there early. Now, here's the, the little ritzy part of this. If you want to avoid lines, like if lines make you miserable, not only do you need to get there early, but you need to bring your wallets. Because I know I've talked about this before, but I mean it. The Trailblazer passes are worth their weight in gold for 45 bucks. Well, it's per person. Keep in mind, it's it's a heavy price tag. For about 45 bucks, so like 50 bucks, you get eight rides. You get to the front of the line. It's essentially a fast pass for those who go to Disney World. It's a, it's a ticket to the front of the line. 50 bucks, you get eight of those. That's a hell of a deal. Heck of a deal. Sometimes I forget it's a family podcast. So it's a great deal. They also have unlimited Trailblazer for that day for a much higher cost. I think it's closer to 80 bucks. And then if you are someone who regularly goes to Silver Dollar City, then you can actually get a trailblazing season pass. Unlimited fronts of the line. And I mean, that's well over 100. I think it's, I think it's close to $150. I mean, it'll be more expensive than your season pass is. But y'all, it is so worth it when it is so crowded. If you want to maximize your time, if you want to get the most done that you possibly could at Silver Dollar City ride-wise, get some form of a Trailblazer Pass. It will be worth it. It is expensive. Yes, I completely understand it. But when you're waiting in a line that's an hour long for one attraction and your kids are screaming, you may rethink how expensive and how much your time might be worth it. So I do always tell people, you will bring extra money for the, the perks. The other thing I would do if you're someone who likes the shows, do invest in a show pass, which will get you in 
kind of like the same thing, kind of like a Trailblazer Pass for rides, but you get a show lover's pass for the shows, which I also think this is an amazing investment because those show lines start filling up, you know, at 30 minutes to an hour before the show starts. And for some shows, like the saloon show, there's a limited number. You're not going to get in. If you're not waiting in line for a long time, you're not going to get in. So if you have a show lover's pass, that could really be advantageous. With all these upcoming new shows that are coming, I think a show lover's pass is in my future as well. I've never been much of a show person, especially with younger kids who have difficulty sitting still. But uh, I think two of my kids are now of the age where they could probably get a little bit out of it. My toddler, probably not so much. But at least I would try. I would at least, at least give it a good uh, 25 minutes into it and see how it goes. So bring your wallets to Silver Dollar City for easy access to your rides. If not, make sure you hit all the big attractions in the morning right when you first arrive. So the first thing I would do is, at, let's say the gates open at night, rope drops. The, the rope drops to let you in to go to all the rides. My first ride that I'm heading to if it's me and people who are tall enough to ride I'm heading straight for time traveler <coughs> that one ride will probably be one that fills up the fastest right next door to that then I would hit thunderation and keep in mind I'm gonna hit these boom boom I'm gonna try to get as much in in that first hour as humanly possible because spring break at Silver Dollar City is crazy busy the people are just funneling in and it will be crowded. It will get crowded quick. Keep in mind, there are people waiting hours just to park. So get in as much during that first hour to get a real leg up or advantage. I would then go to ride some of the other roller coasters that I wanted to ride. Um, it would require you trekking back up the hill, which I know can be kind of hard, but you can cut through the middle of the park, go straight to wildfire, which would be my next bet. If it's open, I would hit the uh, <laughs> the Great American Plunge. I know it's cold, but might as well get it get it done and over with. Now, some of those were kitty rides down there at Fireman's Landing and down at the Grand Exposition. Now, p typically, you know, these rides since they're kitty rides and there's you know usually a you know a limit of <laughs> you know some of the bigger kids aren't going to want to ride those. You can usually get on those fairly quickly with very minimal weight. Now, during spring break, you may run into some of those are going to have some hefty weights. Like, there's that little that little Grand Exposition coaster down there. That sometimes even has a little weight, even on non-busy days. So, I, you can expect that all those kiddie rides, um, I kind of want to call them rinky-dink rides, but all of the carnival-type attractions that are usually easily walk-on without lines, there will be bigger bigger lines, but they probably won't be as bad as some of your thrill rides. Also, Fire in the Hole, that will be a ride that the lines get long to. There's going to be fun areas to play in, so if you have little kids, head for the Midtown area. I think it's called Bear Holler or something like that. Right there in the middle, it's right by the, like the train track. They have the little carousel and the little treetop playground area they have some sand play area for little kids and that's a great little destination out of the way while you're there I would jump on over to the flooded mine if there's not too much of a line it should be open it, it's open all year round 
and then I would just kind of play it by ear. Of course, by, by the time you've gone the first few hours, I would be hungry and there's lots of snacks. As some of my friends who've recently gone there, there's tons of snack options, tons of food options. And com compared to, you know, fast food places, it's gonna be a lot more expensive. And so some people say it's overpriced. I understand that, but you know, going to theme parks, you're gonna get overpriced food and drinks. That's normal. Luckily, Silver Dollar City does allow you to bring in coolers. You can bring in your own food and drinks, which is a real advantage because we always bring in our own drinks. Like we will bring in our Diet Cokes and our bottles of water and our juice boxes. So we don't have to worry about paying for drinks. Every once in a while, we will buy a specialty drink like hot chocolate or um, the hot apple cider, something like that. Um, there's gonna be lots of new snacks that are being featured at Silver Dollar City every single year. The artisan grilled cheese are a big hit and you can get those a few different ways. There's gonna be the tater on a stick, which is just those fresh potatoes all cut up and twisted and you can season them with all those different flavor seasoning salts. I still love my apple turnovers and for the first time this year, I tried an apple dumpling and it was amazing and I can't wait to go back and get another one. It was great. There's lots of different restaurant options. We like getting barbecue. I like getting the big old ears of corn dipped in butter. I love all the skillets. Those fresh veggie skillets are to die for. And it, Silver Dollar City is really known for different types of skillets. Some that are seem a little more health conscious than others um, that, that feature, you know, chicken and vegetables, whether it's, I really like the ones with sausage and potatoes, onions and peppers. Those really get me going. There's also pizza, there's breadsticks, there's, um, you can load up potato chips and fries. And so there's gonna be a ton of typical fast food options, you know, burgers and hot dogs and funnel cakes. And there's also a little Mexican, build your own, you know, tacos and kind of like, kind of like Moe's something like that there. There's also the buffets and the dining experiences. So there's gonna be lots of food options on spring break and any other time. But again, it's spring break. You're gonna wait in line even for food, which is gonna be crazy. So I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I don't wanna to go to Silver Dollar City on spring break. Now I could do it. I could do it and I'd, I know I'd have a good time because I know how to do Silver Dollar City right but I would save up my money to get a Trailblazers pass if I really wanted to ride rides. If I was just going with my kids who weren't big enough to ride <clears throat> all the thrill rides, that'd be fine. I would just get there early and head towards Fireman's Landing and the Grand Exposition area and just stick with the play areas and little snacky cart sorts of things. But the crowds will be kind of stressful for those who don't want to deal with crowds. It, it, it would be pretty hectic and I know it is. Um, some of my friends talked about it being kind of miserable. Now, I love Silver City, and I know, like I said, I know I could have a good time, but spring break is one of those times I would try to avoid. Now, it can sometimes be the best time you're going to get to go, and, you know, your kids really want to go, and that's the only time you, you have allowed for it. So, I mean, it's doable, but you got to follow those rules. You've got to get there early. And if you're wanting to do all the thrill rides with no weights, you better get a Trailblazer Pass. Or, hey, let's uh, step that up a notch. I saw on their website that for $200, now, I'm assuming this is $200 a person, y'all, 
but I'm not clear. It did not say. But for $200, you can get a VIP tour guide all to yourself. So I'm assuming for a family of four, that might be $800, which, you know, we're not going to pay. But if you had the money, and so again, I'm not clear. It says $200. If that is $200 for the full day, y'all get it. That That is a steal. There is not a better option available if it's only $200 for your whole family. That's amazing because you get this tour guide to get you on all the rides, the front of the the line on all these rides all day long from open to close so I need to re do my research on that but as far as I know it's $200 and that might be $200 a person but that is the fancy fancy option if you got lots of money to burn which again we don't and next time I know that we're gonna go lots and lots of times during the season we will probably get a trailblazer season pass and I'll I'll save up my pennies for it so let's talk about some other attractions and activities that Branson has to offer. Again, keeping in mind that Branson traffic will be pretty intense. There will be crowds pretty much everywhere. Spring break is a very popular time to get out of town. And Branson is, is like I said, it is booming and it's becoming more popular. More people are discovering Branson, even those from out of, you know, other states, not just Arkansas, Oklahoma, the surrounding states. People are coming from further, further away. So Branson really isn't a secret anymore. It used to be a little bit easier to navigate, but it's become more and more crowded. So keep in mind, no matter where you go, do expect some lines, bring some extra activities to do, bring your diaper bag everywhere. You will be waiting in lines. That's okay, it's just the nature of the beast. I, of course, as I've already mentioned in my Christmas episode, and I think maybe the first episode, I definitely recommend doing that Snowflex tubing the Branson zip line at Wolf Mountain. That Snowflex tubing is so fun. You're, now I think your kids have to be five, so there is gonna be a limit, you know, an age restriction there. So it's not gonna be fun if you've got a bunch of little kids that are too tiny to ride. That would not be fun. But if you got kids five and older, go for it. Please go to Snowflex tubing. It'll be well worth it. Now it's, it's kind of pricey for that just an hour but to me, it's well worth it. And we found a Groupon and it made it a little bit cheaper, but it was still pretty hefty. We paid for two adults and two children. And of course my one-year-old had to, I, we had to take turns who watched him, but we were fine with that. Like it, it kind of bummed us out at first. We're like, oh, it's only an hour and we have to take turns watching the baby. But it was kind of exhausting going up the hill. I mean, there you, you have a conveyor belt that you're on. So it's not like you're physically walking up the hill every time but we kind of walked as we rode. I don't think you're supposed to do that, but um, we were kind of worn out and that one hour was well spent. It was a lot of fun. I would do that again. They also have this zip line adventure there, which would be a ton of fun and I can't wait to do that. I, I didn't have a good opportunity to do it since we have the baby, but if it's just me and my bigger girls or once Noel, my baby gets a little bit older who can actually do these things I definitely want to check out some of the zip lines around Branson but at the Wolf Mountain one there's there's one right there you could easily make a whole day of Wolf Mountain now Wolf Mountain if you are on Highway 65 now this is the road that connects Arkansas to Missouri um, you would just keep going past Branson landing on your right just a few extra miles so it's it's in Branson it's really not outside of town it may 
you may think it is, but it, it's really not far away. So it's an easy drive and it's right there off 65 and you better slow down or you will miss that entrance and you'll have to like drive pretty far away and come back and try it again. Also, um, another thing to do for spring break or any other time is I've gotten several friends give me rave reviews of going to Grand Country Inn and Water Park or Splash Park, whatever you call it. Their kids had a blast. Now for me, when I think of my first choice hotels, I'm not thinking Grand Country Inn. However, I am starting to be swayed because these days my vacations are more kid-centered anyway. So I don't know why I'm fighting this. I need to just go stay there and deal with it. There's laser tag, there's go-karts, there's the water park, the indoor water park and the outdoor water park. Park. I don't know if that's open for spring break. It might be. They have, you know, restaurants, a pizza place, the arcade. I don't know if I said that. I think they have mini golf. I mean, there's tons of stuff to do without even leaving the whole property, the project. Now, a lot of people are worried about crowds. I had uh, one family go and they acknowledged that it was crowded, but no one had to wait for the slides or anything. So that sounds pretty cool. And this person also made a little note that he hates Branson usually, but had a really good time there. So that gives me hope. And I really need to check this out because I think there's just so much for the kids to do that I need to stop denying it. And I need to just book a night or two there and see for myself. Speaking of arcades, there are several around Branson. A lot of them will be at the family fun parks. But my favorite one, of course, will be Arcade City down at Branson Landing. This is the place that draws your kids in. Oh, it draws them in. And luckily, though, I found that the claw machines, I mean, they'll pay out, too. So you're going to drop some dough, but you'll, you'll come home with some stuffed animals. I mean, that huge stuffed animal and that huge claw machine, I mean, that, that may end up being a $50 stuffed animal. But you know what? You will at some point win it. So it's, it's very possible to win little toys and stuffed animals. If you ask the people, the clerk, say, hey, what are the easy games for kids to win? They'll direct you to the easy ones. So the kids love it. Just like Dave and Buster's and things like that. There's going to be lots of little prizes for them to choose from. The games are incredible. It, it's a lot of fun. It's a good place to easily lose your money. But it's for entertainment purposes. And the kids love it. Right next door to that, or across the lane at Branson Landing, is going to be Andy B's Bowling. And I already kind of gave a review of this. This is a place where you can, of course, bowl. It's also a bar and a restaurant. Uh, they have an escape room there. They have, like, Jenga you can play at the table. They're going to have shuffleboard, pool, foosball. There's going to be lots of stuff to do inside the building. You just kind of, you kind of have to just go in to see it. It's not just a bowling alley. There's lots of activities to do and kids will love it. When we went, um, it was a weekend and so there was a live band playing which made it even more interesting. So it was a lot of fun and I'm very intrigued with trying more on their menu. I did try some pretzel bites which were pretty good but I can't wait to go back. It was a lot of fun. Some other things to do maybe Fritz's Adventure and the Aerodium. I don't know how to say it. It's one of those places where it feels like you're flying. You go in like the wind tube tunnel thing 
and it's outdoor. When you drive by Fritz's Adventure right there on Highway 76, that's the main strip, you can actually see what I'm talking about. Um, you usually see it like at Space Camp or something. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. I've never done it, but it feels like you're doing a free fall. Um, there's also like ropes courses in there and lots of little adventure things for your kids. Now, with itty-bitty toddlers, I've heard it's not the greatest, so it's going to be better for your kind of older kids, you know, once they start school, school-age kids and older, it's going to be more fun for them, so there will be more things to do. I have not even checked this out yet. I, I'm, I want to so bad, but I'm very hesitant to bring my one-year-old to places like this because, you know, truthfully, it's just, uh, it's hard. It's, it's not always fun to just stay back and have to watch the baby while everyone else is doing fun stuff, and even though my husband and I are pretty good about taking turns doing stuff, sometimes we just try to do things everybody can engage in more so we haven't we haven't done fritz's adventure yet but i'm very interested in doing this and i i, I would love to go speaking of go there are go carts all over the place and they will be in full swing for spring break what i have heard though y'all is that like the track family fun parks the main go-kart monopoly in branson they have been understaffed like crazy, and the staff they do have sometimes isn't trained. I, you know, I kind of read random reviews, and there was one guy who said that the staff were just letting people run into each other and, and piling up, and the guy complained and said, if, my, if I would have had a little kid there, we would have had a real big issue, because he was saying he got banged up real bad and the staff wasn't really doing much and wasn't much help. Also at the family fun parks, it's middle of spring break and a lot of the kiddie rides weren't even open. So that is kind of discouraging. So I can't actually say I recommend the family fun parks right now until I hear some better reviews. However, there's gonna be some go-kart tracks that are open that are always fun. Now, if for your high thrill seeker kids, the biggest, baddest go-karts I hear are for those 58 inches and up. So your school age kids aren't even gonna cut it. They pretty much need to be an adult to get into some of these you know, bigger go-karts. So keep that in mind. I would do your research on the individual family fun parks to make sure your kids have enough to do. There's gonna be arcades in there, in those buildings as well. They'll also have some laser tag, maybe um, you know, bumper boats. They'll have other things to do. But again, they're going to be understaffed, so you're going to be waiting in a line just to talk to a random person about your tickets or passes. Now, a lot of this stuff I think you can do online. Like if you want to book um, or if you want to try to get like a pack of stuff, I think there might be some kiosks where you can get your tickets easier. But they also have a lot of coupons everywhere, so in order to get the best deal, you may have to actually talk to a staff member to be able to utilize a coupon. I would just research the coupons. I would look to any of the Branton guides. You should have like some sort of like $5 off or maybe even a package deal. I always manage to find something. Also, keep in mind, if you have a Silver City season pass, they offer a lot of discounts in the Branson area too. And maybe it's $5 off here and $5 there, but those $5 off at different places can really add up here and there. The same company that owns the Track Family Fun Parks also owns the Branson Ferris Wheel. This is something that looks really neat. It's beautiful at night. I haven't done it yet, but I'd really like to do it. We also like heading over to Promised Land Zoo. I do think it's a bit overpriced, but the animal interactions can be really fun. There's a little room where you can go in with some birds and you can feed these little birds, these little seed sticks. And I think each little seed stick extra is like a, 
a dollar or something and the kids love it I mean it's kind of scary with all the birds like flying towards you but it's cool um, at certain times they let you feed all the animals at the park when it's really cute they also have a drive-through attraction and I mean it's not a big zoo I mean when I say promised land zoo it's it's not gonna be your city zoo it is in the middle of a tourist town it's a Branson Zoo there's lots of photo ops and opportunities to pet animals which which we like but it's something neat you could check out there's other aquariums drive-through attractions I would check out the Shepherd of the Hills um, some of that new action-adventure parks um, I would also just look up your Branson guide to see what all is going on. I mean, there's going to be shows and stuff, and I haven't mentioned those on Spring Break because, again, I'm not really a show person. I do think something that sounds interesting as a show would be going to that Sights and Sound Theater because I hear they put on very elaborate, kid-friendly productions. But, again, I have three kids, and it's just hard to get them all three to sit still through something. So we, we're just going to not really talk about shows in, until uh, the baby's a little bit more grown. I mean, for adults, there's going to be other things you can do. I mean, there's going to be going to the wineries, going to wine tasting, flea market, shopping, other things I've mentioned before. But, you know, again, this episode is more about the kids' stuff. Heading back down to the landing, even though I should never have left before, check out the Parakeet Pete's activities they have. They have the steampunk balloon, which if you've ever been to Branson Landing, it will be hard for you to not see this. This is the hot air balloon that is going up and down, up and down. Um, it kind of scares me thinking about it, but the more I see it, it, it I'd probably do it. I, I kind of want to do it. They also own the zip line that goes across the lake there, and I really want to do that. That looks like a ton of fun. I think you can get a package deal with those two since it's owned by the same company. I think you can get a balloon ride and the zip line for a cheaper price than if you bought it individually. Um, while you're going through the shops, again, I would encourage grown-ups, have yourself just a moment. Give yourself, you know, a good 10-15 minutes. Take a break. Go to that moonshine tasting place and sample all that moonshine just to keep you happy. Or go grab a margarita somewhere. It's spring break. You need fun too. Another fun thing to do for spring break or any time would be to check out Big Cedar. And I think I'm going to have to do just a separate episode for Big Cedar because Big Cedar is a, pretty much a luxury resort and it is fully loaded. Fully loaded. And in order to stay there, you better be fully loaded in the wallet because it is not cheap but there's just so much to do i mean you could go to big cedar lodge in that resort and stay there and never go to any of the other branson attractions it'd probably feel less crowded you'd probably be happier um if you're someone who hates crowds there's a lot of hiking and golf and different trails and scenery you know it has all that beauty and nature but it also has you know, spas and shooting range and arcades and kid activities and indoor pools and outdoor pools and water park features. I mean, and they have kids clubs and painting and, you know, they have kids bingo, adult bingo. They, I think they had some event called like bingo and beer for grown-ups. I mean, it's an amazing resort that really deserves 
probably its own episode or half episode, but Big Cedar would be a great place to go for spring break or really any any time of year, y'all. Just go to Big Cedar. It would be amazing. Other little activities to do, maybe that aren't attractions, you know, would be some shopping, um, Build-A-Bears down there at the landing. They also have something that I think is similar. It's called Ride Makers. And I, from what I saw the picture of, I did not research this. It looks like kind of like Build-A-Bear, but for a car where you can design your own car and bring it home with you. And, and kids love that sort of thing. And like always, I recommend checking out all the amazing dining options in Branson. That really doesn't go together, does it? Amazing dining options in Branson, huh? I really never thought I would say that. Let's say there are some decent dining options in Branson. I don't think Branson has quite made it to amazing yet, but it is, it's starting to get better. And there are some, let's put it this way, there are some great options in Branson. If you haven't already checked out my dining episode where I talked about all the options at Branson Landing, if you're checking that out. Also, if you are a Disney World fan, please follow me on Facebook or the other podcast that's Road Trip WDW, the podcast name, and our Facebook page for both this podcast and the Disney World one is Road Trip Cast on Facebook, so feel free to interact with me and my husband we we would love some commentary now and then i can't wait for the first stranger you know not my friend not my mom not my parents to uh, actually post a comment on one of you know on my facebook page that'll be that'll feel really good so if you are listening and you don't know me personally you're not my friend or family go leave me a message or a comment on the Road Trip Cast Facebook page. I'd love to hear from you. So, that's going to be all for today. Uh, check us out next time, and we'll see you later.